Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be my review of Opulence. Up to now, there's still some of Season of Opulence left, but I thought uh, an almost full review would be a good thing to do right now in light of everything that's been going on. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you could probably catch me live right now, twitch.tv slash say no to rage. Or if you're on YouTube, you can hit the like and subscribe button. That helps me out. So I wanted to do a review of Opulence up to this point because I do think when we already, even now, we're not even done with all the content because the solstice hasn't happened and the hall of whatever it's called hasn't happened either. But I still think looking at this content against Drifter and against Black Armory can be very informative for future content. This is going to really really be sort of like an extension of my conversation about the menagerie the loot pools the reward structure of destiny even my raid review where i I mean i'm pretty dissatisfied with the raid loot in crown of sorrow so this is going to be sort of an extension of that conversation because i do think we got so many things right this season let's just continue to dig down on these ideas and these these sort of changes to destiny as we move forward so first i want to just talk about the content how has the content been in season of opulence then i want to talk about the loot what's the loot like is it driving players enough does it feel good and unique enough uh is it strong enough and then lastly the rest of the game and the reason i want to talk about the rest of the game is i think this is going to be a consistent theme going forward where we look at how far the game has come and then we sort of judge the the other pieces of the game the game up to now Uh, Especially when you look at things like Blindwell, Escalation Protocol, and other grindable loot sources. So let's just talk about the content. I think at a ground level, the the thing that we're always going to come away from this season and say is that the Menagerie really, really helped Destiny in a significant way with respect to PvE content as well as PvE reward structure. I actually think it's it still needs to be some compromise given that they're taking away the ability for people to loot the chest multiple times. Uh, I, I do think that that needs to be more of a compromise. I put forward in my video three guaranteed chests on normal and a potential five chests two extra in heroic if you play efficiently enough you can earn two extra chests on top of the guaranteed three. That would be a perfect situation to be a middle ground on what happened but I still think the Menagerie is fantastic content. It's some of the best. If not, I think it is the best PvE content they've ever designed. We need more content like the Menagerie. Match made, loopable, rewarding, intentionality. It marks a lot of boxes. I actually think the raid was amazing. The raid was really, really strong. Great setting. Really good encounters. Vicarious Visions did a fantastic job creating another really good, unique raid with good pressure points and mechanics on the players. I really think they missed the mark on having a heroic version designed first, and you dial back the mechanics, especially with how they've set those fights up with respect to how much you have to do, how many plates you have to spin. They could have made heroic a little bit more a little bit more pressure, similar to the Light Eater Knights in, in, in Oryx, I think would have made the raid significantly better. But the raid is wonderfully done. I'm not talking about the loot, I'm just talking about the raid itself. 
I also think the weekly injection is very, very healthy right now. Every time reset hits, there's so much you can do. The Werner bounties, the Ada frames, the gunsmith bounties, all the stuff in Menagerie, all the different loot pursuits in the Menagerie. Like, I haven't even really gone the distance yet. I haven't gone for a God Roll fusion. I'm still trying to get God Roll gauntlets. There's a couple different rolls on the shotgun. I could still go for if I want to. There's a lot of things right now in the game that are banging on all cylinders. At least this is how I feel. Just this morning, I was doing some Ada frames while simultaneously working on gunsmith bounties as well as bounties for Werner. That's when Destiny is at its best. When you have multi-faceted, multi-laned pursuits that are aligning at the same time, that feels really, really good. And I think that that weekly refreshed feel right now is very strong and hopefully future seasons can do the same thing. So every Tuesday, you're kind of looking forward to diving back in and doing all of your activities for the week. Now, that's all praise. Let's talk about loot because loot's a little inconsistent and this is where I do think Bungie needs to figure some things out going forward. It is a loot pursuit game. It's a looter shooter and if we don't get loot in a good place, a lot of these weekly activities and things are going to start to fall by the wayside or maybe feel like it's just a moot point. What's, What's the reason to even go in? Because the loot's not good enough. Okay, so loot came far since Destiny 2 Vanilla, but we still haven't come far enough. I just want to really stress that we haven't arrived. We've not arrived at a good loot system. I still think we need to go back to primary, secondary, and heavy. Give us primaries with elements. All of the primaries should just have elements on them, and they should still retain their crit bonuses because they're primary weapons. Popping shields with an elemental primary doesn't afford you any significant bonuses in the game, and it would give them the ability to really dig in and make fusions and snipers line up better with you know, shotguns, and then they could do legendary trace rifles, they could move swords to the energy slot and really have a much better primary, secondary, and heavy system. They could also invest in better perks in elemental primaries because you could have an elemental-based weapon that's as good as a damage-based weapon because everybody's just searching for damage-based primaries right now. Rampage with Outlaw, Rampage with Feeding Frenzy, etc. And that's getting a little boring. I do think they need to really take in consideration the idea that if they increase the perk pool so you can get five or six total perks on weapons and more perks on t- on armor they're going to need to consider the reward structure how often are you giving loot how how much loot are you giving us that's one of the reasons people liked menagerie so much the god roll you're looking for i can't imagine grinding for gauntlets right now i've been going in and getting five to six pairs of gauntlets per run and i don't have the pair i want yet whittling that down to one per run is going to feel like a screeching halt and i'll be honest i'm going to stop going for it i think it's a little bit easier to search for god rolls on guns than armor but when you start doing the armor pursuit in the menagerie, you're really going to feel the pain of only one per run. God rolls not quite as much because unless you get super specific, it's very easy to get the two primary kind of perks you want with, since you can you know pick the masterwork. Nothing really stands out right now in the aspirational content, and that just needs to be said more and more over and over every time we talk about the loot. Every time we talk about the loot, we need to drive that point home. That the aspirational content does not have aspirational loot inside of it. The raid, the heroic menagerie, the raid of Scourge, the raid of Last Wish. Like up to this point, we just we don't have standout, unique weapons. Pinnacle weapons are achieving that, but nothing else is really 
checking that box. They really need to go back and say, how do we make a Genesis chain? How do we make a Chaos Dogma and put those in raids so they have unique perks and something about them that isn't necessarily game-breaking, but really makes you want to pursue it because you can't really get it anywhere else. Now let's talk about the rest of the game because I think this is even a more important discussion to have. The rest of the game really is getting sort of indicted and condemned right now, and I think justifiably so, by the Menagerie. The Menagerie sort of standing as a pinnacle environment of content delivery as well as reward structure. Even if they take away the multi-chest runs, it still is significantly better than the entire rest of the game. Nightfalls and strikes and everything just don't feel rewarding enough right now, especially once you get into the end game grind and you're 750. It just feels odd to get 730 legendaries and lots of blues. Similar to the way that the Ada bounties kind of made the rest of the game feel like it wasn't rewarding enough, the Chalice has done something very similar. It has kind of shown up and said the rest of the game is lacking. The rest of the game is very, very stingy, especially when you consider the inability for you to continue to grind raids, the Nightfalls taking, you know, normally five to seven runs to get one drop for, you know, if you're if you're farming for the, you know, Warden's Law. There's just not enough loot dropping in the game, and I believe the Chalice is a wonderful way to sort of filter the rest of the game and say, there is just not enough stuff dropping in the game. I should at the very least, I think, get a guaranteed drop from the Nightfall every time of whatever the unique gear is, because that requires you to run the Nightfall, get a drop, run the Nightfall, get a drop. I think that's perfectly fair, given the number of rolls that you can even get on, like, a Warden's Law. Being stingy with drops just needs to be a thing of the past. Whether or not you're talking about Anthem, Division, Destiny, Borderlands, whatever, being stingy just doesn't work in games like this. It worked in the past, it worked in D1, it was essentially the only card they could play. You know, there you gotta run it every week, you gotta try to get the Vex, you gotta try to get the Fate, the fate Bringer, but we're not there anymore, we're not in D1. We're not in vanilla D1. There's plenty of content. There's plenty of structure. There's plenty of grind. They need to be more generous. They need to be dropping loot in a significantly greater way. Raids and endgame content just need a loot philosophy overhaul. It needs to be completely overhauled and thought through differently than it is right now. It's almost impossible to get full raid sets with the perks that you want. It's almost impossible to have any intentionality towards the raid guns. They're not even that great. If they were great, grinding for the great version would feel almost impossible so from the bottom to the top they're delivering good content but loot loot structure with respect to perks diversity power uniqueness that needs an overhaul loot delivery how often you get it how much you get how much intentionality you have that needs overhauled as well and the chalice is kind of pointing the way to where we need to go if you're listening to this on itunes google play spotify or watching on youtube you can always catch me live twitch.tv slash say no to rage as with all my content i appreciate you listening and watching please like share and subscribe thank you for listening to or watching another episode of sntr presents this is going to be a question and answer session that followed my talk about the opulence season and my sort of halfway review we're not all the way through the season but i did want to give a review up to now about the content the loot and all future content in destiny if you're listening to this on itunes google play spotify or watching on youtube you can always catch me live twitch.tv slash say no to rage i'm probably live right now if i'm not live follow the channel if you're on youtube hit and like and subscribe helps me out Thank you in the chat, Fastback, for using the code as well. I appreciate that. I see what you're saying there. Let's jump into the questions. Vermidian, do you think Bungie should implement multiple dungeons instead of working on one raid layer per season? Given that dungeons are usually a three-man activity, I, I, I think you're creating 
an exclusivity that doesn't need to exist. I don't think we need to say, oh, we, we it's either raid layers or dungeons. I happen to think the raids have been great. Scourge and Crown of Sorrow are fantastic encounters. They're great raids. I think they're probably better than getting multiple dungeons. I also think the main reason that Scourge and Crown of Sorrow are almost immediately falling flat with the community is there's just nothing to grind for in there. There's no loot. There's nothing unique. If they would have made that auto rifle in there unique, gave it a unique perk, gave it something crazy like Focus Firefly like we had on the Genesis chain, then I think people would be in there grinding. But the problem is, is the loot just isn't driving you. There's no Fatebringer. There's no Genesis chain. There's no... There's nothing like, oh, I gotta be in there. There's nothing in there doing that. And people are like, oh, what about the exotic? I just don't think that's enough. I don't think we can keep retreating to the the Alamo of, oh, well, the raid has an exotic. It's like, ugh. It just isn't good enough. We need that to land because the encounters are great. I thought Scourge was a great raid. Really reminded me of Wrath of the Machine. Crown of Sorrows is beautiful. It's 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 like a mixture of Spire of Stars and King's Fall. Like it's just such a good raid, and then the loot starts to drop, and you're like, "What the frick is this?" It just isn't good enough. Slayer X, <clears throat> excuse me. Do you think the Menagerie Chest farm getting patched on July 9th will effectively kill the activity? I can't see people sitting through a 20 minute activity for a single reward. Perhaps drop a chest for each successful encounter. Here's the thing, okay. I, I think it will hurt the playlist, but I think people overstate how much it's going to hurt the playlist. I don't think it's going to kill the activity. The other thing we need to remember is, right now, you can run a Nightfall in about eight minutes if you're really fast, unless it's Lake of Shadows. Most Nightfalls take eight to ten minutes. So you can run a Nightfall twice, and that's roughly the amount of time it takes to run a really, really good, a really, really fast version of Menagerie. I think Menagerie's the, like the fastest runs are usually between 10 and 15 minutes, but that's, I mean, you're blitzing it at that point, not matchmaking, okay? So after that amount of time getting one drop where you were literally picking the gun and the masterwork is pretty rewarding. I mean, Forges, you couldn't even pick the masterwork. You could just pick the, the gun and people liked Forges. Here's what I think happened though. I think we got a taste of true min-maxing loot grind in Destiny. We got a taste of it. We're like, I want this roll on this gun, and I'm not stopping until I get it. And then we see this incoming patch, and we're like, what the actual frick? I'm never going to get the version that I want now, okay? So, given that reality, I think Bungie needs to learn and adjust. They can't go back to one drop her. I think people really like that empowered god roll feeling they're chasing a god roll just today I did the menagerie twice I popped the chest I think six times five to six times each time so 10 or 12 chest pops I probably got a handful of doubles so I got anywhere I don't know let's say I got 15 to 16 gauntlets and I didn't get the roll that I wanted okay so let's just say I, I did it. I, I got 15 gauntlets because a couple of times, you know, you get the doubles. 15 gauntlets didn't get the roll that I want. Next week, that means I'm going to need to run it 15 times to get the number of chances that I got today. And you can run it 15 times and not get the roll that you want. Armor rolls are especially troublesome, I think, when you're looking for a specific roll. It's like I want enhanced cannon, hand cannon reloader and I want heavy ammo fighter. That's what I want. 
Amplifier doesn't do anything. That's what I want. That's what that's what I'm grinding for, okay? So I, that's why I still think a happy medium, three drops on normal, a potential five on heroic, and then you get sometimes you get the double drops. I think that's perfectly fine. So, and then people are like, well, what about the rest of the game? Well, I mean, forges, I, I don't know. You could do something with forges. You could do something with reckoning. What if you did a bounty for a gun in the forges and it dropped two, right? It dropped two guns every time right? I, I don't know. Because again, I, as I said in my video, Opulence has done such a good job and someone in chat's asking, I'm doing a review because we're like kind of like halfway through the season. I think it's kind of good to say, here's where things are. Here's where things should go. Here's what this says about the rest of the content. I really feel Season of Opulence is properly named. It It's condemning the rest of Destiny for being too stingy, for being too barren and not rewarding enough. So when you look at Reckoning, The Forges, when you look at Blind Well, Escalation Protocol, you look at Strikes, you look at Nightfalls, every other piece of Destiny right now doesn't feel appropriately rewarding now that you've gotten a taste of the Chalice. So I think Bungie needs to keep their ears wide open right now, to be, and they need to be open to saying, you know what, just put three chests in normal and two extra chests can spawn in Heroic if you run it perfectly problem solved and then start going to the rest of destiny and saying how do we align this with the reward structure and the intentionality of the chalice let's go nightfalls i personally think nightfalls should drop the gun every freaking time you should be able to get a warden's law every time you finish that nightfall why not it's a 10 minute grind it's one gun drop it's very very similar to ada bounties one gun drop every time strikes should just be dropping legendaries and no blues and they should be dropping at your level make them an efficient way for people to level up or to fill their coffers with 750 gear why the frick not right talk with my buddies last night 14 menagerie runs roughly 70 to 80 gauntlets made not one roll that i wanted 70 to 80 single drop runs after seeing that's a tough pill to swallow i think armor is the biggest problem like i i think people get close enough to the there's god roll but then there's like the perfect god roll so you can get a god roll hand cannon it's got the perks that you want but maybe it's not like perfect maybe it's missing the sights that you want or something like that so i think the rest of destiny needs to be far more rewarding and they need to really really consider that the menagerie and the chalice are are going to they're they're going to swing way too hard at this and you're going to end up with people that are like, "Welp, the fun has ended. It's now it's no longer season of opulence. It's it's season of stinginess, and we don't want that in the game. Especially not now leading to September." Done 68. What do you think Bungie can do in order to make quests that require PVP hurt less uh, for the day-to-day including pinnacles and the upcoming Lumina quest? Here's the thing. I if it's a pinnacle PvP weapon, I, I have no problem with PvP pain being a part of it. But when it's for something like the Lumina and they're kind of dipping they're dipping the gun's toes in both sides of the game, it's like you gotta do gambit, you gotta do PvP. Uh I do think they need to consider a couple of things. I how much are you what what's what's reasonable? Okay. What's reasonable? How many games of Crucible, how many rounds of Gambit? Am I going to have to, right? 
How, how many am I going to have to to do to run? Is, you know, is it, is it too much? Somebody in chat saying, I highly disagree. I love the way the forges work. The way the bug chests work is too overkill on gear grinding. Again, you can disagree, but the math, the mathematical probability and likelihood of you getting like the, the, the role you want on a pair of gauntlets is just so low that what ends up happening is I think people are going to give up. They're going to be like, I don't freaking care. Now, if you want to talk about, you know, r- guns, that's why I said a happy medium would be three guaranteed chests on normal and a potential five on heroic I think would be a happy medium because you're acting like somebody should run hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of the challenge of, of the menagerie for a pair of gauntlets like what that's that's extreme that's dissonant that doesn't even line up with the rewards impact on your experience it just doesn't even line up tweeter thank you so much for three months of subs I will 100% stop grinding uh, for gauntlets when on the for enhance when I get enhanced handing reloader. I don't even care about the final column at that point. Yeah, you're settling. You're settling because that, that's more than likely what I'm going to do. I'm like, well, forget this. I, I one per run. Get out of here. It's just too low. And here's the thing, right? Here's the thing. If if people are responding positively to a loot path and they're grinding menagerie like crazy and those numbers significantly go down after this patch, then Bungie has to pivot in accordance to what the community wants. This is our game as much as it is their game. And you can't just keep being like, but the Imago loop grind, Lono, but the but the Fatebringer grind, Lono. Are you? Are we going to argue that, that that what is behind us is is always the best? Not necessarily. What is behind us can inform the future, but it's not necessarily the best the best way to grind for loot. I think there are other appropriate loot systems that could be put in place that would be less painful, less stingy, and would not hurt grind. If anything, it would promote grind. This idea that you're going to get a god roll and stop running menagerie, really? God roll shotgun, god roll hand cannon, god roll fusion, god roll sniper, god roll gauntlets, god roll helmet. I'm going to run out of breath. I mean, and three characters worth of armor. I just think people are in there like crazy now because it creates this this feeling of I've almost got it. I've all it's, I'm so close to getting the perfect fill in the blank. And I think that feeling goes away when reward structure goes down. Vermidian. Lono, how would you bring back trials and what would the theme be? I mean, a lot of the maps would be terrible for trials, but I think 3v3 Elim on the right maps has a certain sort of sauce and magic to it. 3v3 Elim and on, on the right maps, I think has a certain sauce and a certain appeal. Uh, that's how I would bring it back. I would also bring back trials bounties so you would have a lot of casuals in there that could get dope trials gear just by running bounties and then have adept gear for flawless runs. Bring back the boons, bring back all of it. Because if you put those bounties in there, I'd be running trials every weekend. A lot of, lot of casuals would be in there. Really, really full playlist. It'd be fun. You know, you bring back that great sort of Like, think about how well Menagerie works. Think about how well Menagerie works. Real, real casual players, really, really hardcore players, they're all going in there and loving it. If Trials came back with Trials bounties, it'd be the same thing. 
you'd have people running it every weekend just for the bounties and you'd have hardcore sweathead teams that go hard that go in there and go for the wins and go for the flawlesses because they want to go to the lighthouse they want to go to the spire whatever the frig right so i i think that I, i think if you can recapture that feeling then it would work but again you do they would have to consider really really shrinking the map pool because a lot of the maps would be very poorly uh they would just land poorly in a 3v3 elim environment too many of the maps were designed for 4v4 team shot um let's see here hunts bjack says do you think season of opulence set the bar too high for player expectations the chalice feels really good and it was fun unlocking it I, I mean, there's no way to know if it set expectations too high if Bungie can basically use it as a framework for other content. The reckoning needs to be retooled so I can go get a Doomsday Grenade Launcher or that hand cannon, right? Like, the, the, I think the chalice isn't setting expectations or the bar too high. I think it stands as a as a paragon. This is the, This is how content should function and work in this game. It's great. I mean... I, 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 that's why I really just beat on that drum. People got so tired of hearing from me, but I was like, Ada's bounties are the future of loot pursuit in Destiny. I set the target, I pursue it, I get it. Is it what I want? No, do it again, right? I said, Ada's bounties are the future, and that's essentially what the chalice is. It's a, it's a fully, it's a fully realized Ada bounty. And it even brought what we said it should bring. We're like, Eh, you know, Ada Bounty should be able to something that, you know, you charge up and you get and you don't have to go back to the tower, which is exactly what the chalice is. That's why every time you use the chalice, by the way, it gives it back to you on your screen. It gives it back to you on your screen because it's literally a bounty that once completed, they need to give it back to you. That's why every time you open the chest, you get the chalice back. So they could do Ada Bounties the same way. Ada Bounties land right back in your inventory unless you choose to delete them. You go grab an Ada Bounty for the Kindled Orchid. You satisfy it, you do the forge, you pick the gun up. When you pick the gun up, the Ada Bounty resets in your inventory, it gives it back to you, and you can do it over again. Right? That that, that system now needs to be implemented in other places, so you don't have to keep going back to the tower to see Ada. This is to be perfect. Fat, uh, Fat Adam says... Besides the chalice, what other features from this season could you see Bungie expanding upon in Shadowkeep? Uh, I'm trying to think here. Just, I think what they did with Werner is really good. He's got his own bounties. He's got his own reward structure, his own location. You know, more stuff like that would be good. I, I feel like I have so much to do. The gunsmith bounties. I really like having multiple bounties, you know, kind of firing at the same time. Ace of Spades. Do you think the mountaintop will receive a nerf? It outdamages exotic heavies the same as EP shotgun pre-nerfs, or will it not be nerfed because of how difficult it is to obtain? Man, I don't know. I don't know if they're going to nerf it because of what you have to do to really squeeze the DPS out of it. I felt like Escalation Protocol shotgun, you didn't have to do anything that specific. And with with mountaintop, you've got to have Luna Faction. You've got to, you know, empty it into the boss I just don't think it I don't know I and and you're limiting your loadout not having a shotgun I mean that affects your that affects your build quite a bit so yeah you're getting tons of damage 
on the boss, but you're not, you don't have a gut buster anymore. I mean, you do, but you don't if you're saving it for the boss DPS. Uh, so, I somebody in chat saying they're going to get nerfed 100%. I sure hope not. I would just let Bungie say, let's just raise all heavies to being that strong and then design boss fights that maybe have more mechanics. I I don't know. Who cares if we're melting bosses? When has that ever not happened? When have we ever struggled to kill a boss when there's a delta? That's it. Okay, well, use the contest modifier then. Use the contest modifier to make sure that we're not always melting aspirational content bosses. Uh, Flannery, does Shadowkeep have a new raid on the moon? It has a new raid. We don't know where it is. Amish Milkman. Well, we might know where it is. I don't know if that's been data mined, but confirmed when I interviewed Bungie at E3, I asked Deej, new raid. He said yes. Uh, Amish Milkman. Season of Opulence started off with the name being true, but seems the chess glitch being patched is going to slam this back into being another game type casuals don't play enough and just do once a week to get their powerfuls. What can Bungie do to stop taking our enjoyment and dragging it back and forth through the mud? And Saladino, they said it was Black Garden for two months. Oh, it's Black Garden Raid. Oh, that's right. They did say that. They did say that. I forgot. They actually have announced the, the location of the raid. It's the Black Garden. Thank you, chat. Thank you uh, for that reminder. And thank you for two months in Saladino. Um, here's the thing about you know, dragging us back through the mud. This is why I was so insistent upon it being a compromise. Rather than being like, nope, slamming the door shut on the menagerie rewards. You just enjoy it while it lasts. To me, it's like, they could have said, they could have said, here is, here's a compromise. And that's why a lot of us were saying, three to five chests, three to five chests. That, That was a number that was getting thrown out by a lot of the community. A compromise, I think, would have been better. Because being like, oh, bank error in your favor, and then your next statement should be, we've also learned that, you know, people are responding positively to this level of reward, so we're wanting to kind of land in the middle. You know? Dirty frag smoke. What do you consider a god roll piece of armor? Well, a god roll piece of armor is what you need. So if you're going for... Enhanced cannon reloader and hand cannon targeting on the helmet and enhanced, you know, sniper unflinching or whatever for chess piece because maybe you use snipers in PvP. Uh, God roll armor is actually usually determined by the player and their loadout and what they like to do. I'm not really worried about unflinching on anything in PvE. Maybe my primary, um, just because that's usually when you're just sort of taking damage while doing damage like you're shooting at the ads and you're getting shot it just kind of helps keep flinch down it's not that significant but you know I would think it really depends on your loadout because if I want enhanced hand cannon reloader you might want enhanced pulse rifle right most people are going to go for an enhanced loader an enhanced targeter an enhanced unflinch and then that's going to be kind of the end of it because beyond that it just and that's according to their loadout Nova hands. Hey, Lono, why don't the raids in the menagerie have pinnacle weapons? Sorry if this has been covered. I think that their mindset on that is that the the raids have the exotics, and then the menagerie... What does the menagerie have? I don't think the menagerie needs a pinnacle in their mind, maybe because it's such a, it's such a directional and intentional grind. 
Um, I would think it'd be pretty cool though to put a pinnacle in there. Uh, the swords, yeah, I guess the swords could be considered like the pinnacles because those are in heroic and they're RNG. So, Oslik Prime says, "Do you think taking out blue drops would make the loot grind better enough that people would be content?" Well, no. This is such a paltry adjustment. Oh, we took out blues, so that's gonna make the loot grind better. I mean, if they're all replaced by legendaries, maybe. Because then I'd be getting legendary shards, everyone's all getting enhancement cores, maybe getting a god roll on some random weapon that I want. But at the at at the end of the day, when I look at Menagerie and how the community responded to Menagerie and how much we all love the Ada bounties, how much we hated the reckoning grind, I think it's clear what Bungie needs to do. They need to keep putting intentional loot paths in really good loopable content. If the content can be looped and rerun over and over again, it just needs a really good intentional grind baked into it. And then after that, you just kind of let the let the let the community run wild. Where do we, we, we want to go? What do they want to grind? What do they want to chase? So, Ashen Hollow. I agree with all your points, but from a business perspective, would showering us in loot keep us engaged with the game? Being stingy does draw out the grind in playtime, making it easier to turn us into habit players. I think there's a happy medium though because I think if you're too stingy people stop playing they're like well frick this I got a god roll hand cannon and shotgun I don't care about any of the armor pieces now it's gonna take too long right it can achieve the exact opposite of its aims people can be like well I was grinding frickin menagerie all day long going for god roll gauntlets but you just com- you just took my efficiency into the toilet and so i don't want to play now right like i think that i just think in general this idea that if you're stingy people keep playing is just a fool's errand because i think exhaustion settles in it happened with the 1k voices it happened with the anarchy people get sick and freaking tired of going in going through the raid getting all the way to the end and not getting the one thing that they want and they're like i am done now that doesn't mean that you jump into the other pit though there's two pits on the side of this road there's the pit of being too stingy and when you fall into that pit people are like dude forget your menagerie I ain't running that you know now the other pit is way too rewarding you don't want to be doing a raid and getting like all the gear within two weeks right here's the thing though Bungie has never overswung on generosity, ever. Even with Menagerie, as it currently stands, it isn't over-rewarding. I still don't, as much as I play, and as much as I grind, and as much as I'm in there, I'm not done. So if I'm not done, you might, you, if you have to point to the guy who plays and grinds Menagerie nine hours a day to be like, look, look at what the Menagerie did. In two to three weeks, he had God rolls on all of his guns and full armor sets. Yes, and then you got to stretch his playtime out and scale it down to the rest of the community. If this dude's playing eight hours a day, five days a week, that's 40 hours a week, right? And if you, after a couple of weeks, you're like, this guy's got everything he's needed. Okay, how many hours did it take him? Let's just say it takes him three weeks. He doesn't even get a month into the season, and he's and he's considered, in his mind, he's quote-unquote done. 
That's 120 hours. Do you know how few people, number one, are going to have that kind of luck, that kind of commitment, that kind of grind? You know, I, I just, I think toning it down a little bit is fine. Completely going back to one drop. Again, you've got to always scale it down. This is why enhancement cores and infusion is still problematic because you got to st- scale that currency frequency down to the casual and it doesn't translate well. Glimmer, right? Glimmer, legendary shards, those actually scale down. You know? And as John is saying, you know, using Redeem Clan is how content should be created and catered for is a bad example. I know the same could not be said for John because catering to the smallest percentage of players, legislating to the smallest percentage of players is a terrible way to manage your game. The amount of people that are grinding the menagerie seven hour, seven eight hours a day and getting everything they want in three weeks, they are such a small, 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 small minority. 0.001% of the community plays that much and grinds that much and is done that quickly okay the rest of the community is empowered by that reward structure right we're on a completely different topic it doesn't matter the principle still applies if you're going to be making the hard content or the reward philosophy or the structure whether you're making content delta painful really punishing and really hard and you're designing that for teams like redeem or you're designing reward structure reward philosophy and reward rhythm around the one percenters who play all day every day that's just a terrible way to design your game because what ends up happening is everybody else goes into the content is like who the frick is this content built for that's what look at the reckoning as a perfect example of both of those principles landing poorly the content is designed for like speed running optimum build everybody using this super and this exotic it's designed for teams that are like optimized to the teeth and the reward structure sucks and everyone hated reckoning reckoning is built for one percenters insanely low drop rate and insanely punishing really easy extremely easy to fail very very easy to fail so when you go into reckoning and the general consensus from the community is this was designed for speedrunners and hardcore players that can play all day every day and put up with low drop rates look at what the con- look at look at how well the content look at how well the content was received Someone used Redeem as an example and there was a knee-jerk reaction as you can't care to the 1%. Well, I'm not even commenting. I'm not, I'm not going to go back and chat and read what was originally said. But generally, that's an argument that happens a lot. A lot of people do this. So I'm not even directly speaking to what was said anymore. A lot of people will use the one percenters and say, look at how fast they melted the raid. Look at how fast they're killing the raid. Oh, they're two-manning. They're three-manning the raid. The raid is a joke. That just doesn't line up. Oh, the, the raid should be harder. Or, oh, look at these people running, you know, we're running the menagerie over and over and over and over again. And they're getting stuff super, super fast. Oh, man, we should legislate. We need to, it's too rewarding. You can't use those people as examples of how the content should be created. That's how you end up with reckoning. Reckoning at its heart is designed for people that know life and have optimum team builds. 
and those people are in the minority the reason that the menagerie is the antithesis especially right now the menagerie is the antithesis of reckoning which is exactly why it was received with overwhelming praise good entry level for casuals not failable rewarding intentional fun hardcores can blitz it and play well and optimize and be rewarded by having quicker efficiency in there like it is literally been praised overwhelmingly praised because it's the exact opposite of the reckoning so if anytime somebody's going to bring any kind of logic of like these hardcore like no life really really insane player teams are doing x y and z you never want to use that as a reason to change or tweak anything so i when i look at the menagerie i think that's what they need to realize it is the is in complete opposite direction of reckoning and the response they got from the community should really really be informing all future content design m shelton What do you think about them adding an extra chest along the way in the menagerie versus just one at the end? I've already kind of put out what I think they need to do. Guaranteed three on normal. You can get an extra two in heroic. So heroic can have a a, a potential of five chests. Great reason to shove people into heroic and a great way for people matchmaking in normal to still feel like they're getting a good reward rhythm. Vermidian. Will I be able to how straight into shadow keep without playing D2 new light? No, D2 new light you will need to play. You got to do the intro tutorial, then you end up at the tower at 750, and now you can jump right into Shadow Keep. So I think you're going to have to do 20 minutes or something before you can jump into Shadow Keep. It's not going to be like it is now where you had to do like a quest line to get the 690, and then you could go into like Menagerie and the other quest lines and stuff. Grisha Ashy. Hey, Lono, been loving catching your streams before work. What exactly do you feel should be done with Mountaintop and Recluse? I worry about them because they are so powerful in every aspect of the game, but they're only available through the roughest PvP grind of the game. Well, first and foremost, I reject and I have highly criticized and dismantled the incredibly stupid mentality that using these weapons is abuse or exploitative. That's a stupid way to think about the game, and I won't apologize for saying that. It's, it's dumb. That's not abuse. It's not exploitative. They're pinnacle weapons. People grinded for them. Use them a lot. I would encourage you if you have a mountaintop recluse, use it every day and make all those people extra salty because they're stupid. Okay, now beyond that, beyond that, I think this problem's never going away. This problem's never going away. And that's why everybody asking for nerfs and getting, oh, it, it, this is ridiculous. Why do these weapons even exist? Okay, we, Lord of Wolves is in another category. Lord of Wolves had an update to a perk that has really, really created a problem in the Crucible with respect to, like, it's time to kill as a weapon is silly broken. Now, Mountaintop Recluse combined together is silly broken, but it's two pinnacle weapons being combined in what I would consider to be a pretty smart way. I hated playing against it. I voiced that. I said, man, that is frustrating to play against. Man, that time to kill is insane. But this problem isn't going to go away. If Bungie is going to create weapons that are liked and sought after in PvP, okay? If they're sought after in PvP, then they're going to be strong. 
That's just the, that's just the, that's the facts. They're they're gonna do that. If not, okay. If I give you your way, you're gonna slowly take us back to the Stone Ages of D2 vanilla, where nothing felt strong, nothing felt fast or efficient, and everyone just lane camped and team shot. Okay, so. I don't think we're ever going to get to a point in Destiny where someone says there is no meta, there are no there are no weapons that are stronger than the rest. As soon as you start hammering down other weapons, look at what happened in D1. Everyone moaned about doctrine and last word. I don't know about everyone, but a lot of people complained about the doctrine of passing and the last word. And those were your mid-range rush shutdown weapons. Those got nerfed. And guess what happened? Shotgun rushing became the meta. Why? You hammered down one nail, and another nail suddenly was higher than all the rest. So shotgun rushing became a whole lot easier, because the mid-range, high-rate-of-fire shutdown weapons were not as strong as they used to be. So shotguns took over. And the same people that, you know, brought about this meta then started complaining that no one was using their primaries. Well, why am I going to use my primary when you made it really, really easy for me to shove a shotgun with rangefinder in your face or rifled barrel and just run in your face and shove that right up your nose and get easy one-hit kills? Why wouldn't I do that? So, then they mess with the special ammo economy. Oh no, shotguns are too prevalent. We'll mess with the special ammo economy. Everyone will start using primaries. Okay? And then they said, well, we're not going to mess with icebreaker or sidearms. And I was like, you know what? Everyone's going to run to using sidearms because they're going to spawn with ammo. And people are going to suddenly realize that sidearms are actually very, very strong. You don't know what you're talking about, Lono. You're an idiot. You're not even good at PvP. You don't know what you're talking about. And then that weekend... The number one used weapon in Trials was the sidearm from Future War Cold, the Wormwood. It was the most used weapon in Trials because it started with green ammo and it was a god roll and it was stupidly strong. So then they're like, oh, well, we better make tweaks to sidearms. And then it turned into what? Fusion grenades and the icebreaker. Now, if you paid close attention to what I just said and you listened to that whole history, it was, this is too strong, nerf it. And they nerfed it. And then something else is too strong, nerf it. It was a shifting pendulum of power. So even right now, if they were to go in and say, hey, uh, that mountaintop and recluse that you're grinding so hard for, it's now weaker because people are upset and they're, they're accusing you of abusing weapons that you earn, okay? Nerf those. Something else will take its place. Some other dirty, grimy, strong build will take its place. Okay? And then people will complain about that. I mean, it's just... I I literally ran around the other day with Shoulder Charge, Skull Fort, and a Lord of Wolves, and I led my team playing like a grimy idiot. And everyone would look at me and be like, oh, you're abusing shoulder charge or whatever the frick you want to say. I just think if you accept that that's PvP, you can either lean into it and enjoy it, or you can continue to have a five-year conversation where you insist that this is too strong, this is too fast, this is being abused, this is exploitative, and you're just running in a giant circle. You're just running in a giant circle. This is too strong. This is too strong. This is too strong. This is too strong. 
when they tried to give you a neutered, balanced meta, everyone hated it. It was... And people are like, well, the TTK was too slow. If we go back to a more primary-based meta, but the TTK is fast, it'll be really, really good. The same thing's going to happen. People are going to find the primaries that have the fastest TTK, and they're going to use that. And then you're going to moan and complain because XYZ primary is just too fast. Or just, just, oh, you, you just have to run the meta to compete. It's like, I don't know if you realize this or not, but we've been having the same conversation for five years and you're not adding to it. You're just sort of parroting whatever whatever is the new hated thing is that's just it. You know? PvP is always anything you use to kill me is scummy, cheap, and cheesy. Anything I use to kill you is noble and skillful. I just think they should create a playlist and it should be called Hand Cannons, Shotguns, and that's it. And then just just go in there and you just you can go in there and you can use your hand cannons and your shotguns and then you can feel great because you out BR'd somebody or you you slid on the corner before they did and shoved the shotgun in their face and create your montages and and have and and, and have your videos and there you go hand cannons and shotguns and then if it's a big map, it can be hand cannons and sniper rifles. And yippee freaking skippy. And you know what would happen? Nobody would freaking go into that playlist because it would get boring really, really, really fast. So, and I, yeah, I think nerfing Lunas and Not Forgotten was another mistake as well. Another mistake. Yeah, no jumping, no dodging. Yeah, just everybody running around on the ground with their feet cemented to the floor. And you just have to have better aim than everybody else. I just... Destiny's PvP has always had that magic, that pizzazz, that if you use this, you can get easy kills, and that just isn't going to go away. That just is not going to go away, right? You're going to constantly, constantly have that in there. Because the minute they turn it into a sweaty, only skill gets kills environment, so many people will stop playing. There are so many casuals that... Fortnite does the same thing Fortnite creates that low entry, easy kill items easy kill weapons and the the high skill guys freaking hate it, they hate it and I get it but that's just kind of the world we live in that from a business perspective you can't only cater to the top one percenters who have this idyllic arrogance about the loadouts you should and shouldn't use, you know Jamie Nero, with intentionality being such a needed thing game-wide, how do you think they can bring the rest of the content up to feel similar to a similar level to that of the Menagerie, specifically about Nightfall, Strikes, and other weekly content? Yeah, I, I kind of already talked about this. Like, I feel like Nightfall should just drop their unique weapon every time. Uh, Strikes should just be dropping legendaries. And daily missions should be like a currency farm. I feel like daily should be a great way to get, like, an enhancement core every time, maybe some glimmer and legendary shards, maybe some planetary materials, you know? So it kind of steps up. It's like daily missions are a great currency farm. Strikes are a great legendary farm. You know, there's random rolls on those items, but you're mainly just trying to fill your coffers with legendaries and, and, and gear at your level, right? Gear should be dropping at your level in the, in the strikes. And then nightfalls are like a very specific grind this and the gun drops every time kind of a thing. So, 
Avexus. A month later, what are your thoughts on the Whisper of the Worm and Super Recovery Exotic nerfs? I feel... I feel sad that... I feel sad that I can't run Skull the way that I used to. But the first time I used Skull in a Gambit Prime game, I laughed and told people, there is no way this doesn't get nerfed. It was broken. Having your super all the time and completely eliminating gigantic pain points, big majors, big mobs of ads, just deleting them and getting my super back, it's just broken. Okay, so I miss it because it was just stupidly fun. But, you know, it need... I, I just, as I used it, I was just like... This is a little too strong. Now, maybe they could bring Skull up a little bit. I mean, I did something in a strike the other day or a nightfall, and I got 50% of my super back, and I was like, oh, that's not that bad. So I don't know how much they actually killed it. I'd have to do some more testing. I just took it off and threw on Luna Factions. So, um, I don't even know how bad it is. Rig still seems reasonable. Phoenix Protocol, I mean, I guess if you don't have Luna Factions, you could run Phoenix. I don't know how efficient Phoenix is. Um... I feel like Phoenix would be better because everybody's standing in the wall generating orbs for you and super energy, so Phoenix is probably not that bad, but in general, it isn't that hard to get your well back, so you feel like you're kind of throwing away an exotic slot, you know? I don't think Phoenix is bad, I just think, generally speaking, in those environments where you are using well in that way, you're kind of getting your super back anyway, because somebody's using a tether, somebody else is getting orbs from their guns, and by the time that's all said and done and you need another well, you usually are pretty close, or there's another well on your team anyway, right? So, I would say Phoenix might be still fine, but isn't a necessary exotic, given how it's, in, especially in the pinnacle activities, whether you're going into Crown of Sorrow or Menagerie, most of the time there's two wells in there, they feed each other. If there's two wells in a tether, you kind of don't need Phoenix. When your well is needed, you're going to have it, and that's generally what Phoenix was for. So maybe Phoenix getting you to 80% might free you up to be like, well, I'm the only well, so I better run Phoenix. But the problem with that is if you're the only well and you're running Phoenix instead of Luna Faction, well, then you're you're taking away DPS cycles from the team because DPS cycles with Luna Faction is significantly stronger. You can just shoot. You got six people basically not reloading. That's really strong. King D21. Hey, Lono, I think they hit the ball out of the park on the raid. It makes me believe they were right for not making heroic versions. However, what would you think of the challenge modifier being the heroic mode? Artificial dis- Yes, artificial difficulty, but it would be a way at more raid loot every week. So you're saying the challenge modifier being the heroic mode. I think what you mean is the contest modifier, since challenge is in the bounties from Hawthorne. I actually said this at the beginning of the season. I said, why not just bring... Before the raid even came out, I said, couldn't they just use Contest Modifier like a month later to be like, hey, Contest Modifier's on and it's the heroic version of the raid. And there's extra loot in there now. 
I mean, I, I think I said that before the raid even came out. I was like, if the contest modifier can always put you at a delta, why not just do it in the raid? So once you're 750, you see swords the whole time. It brings that delta pain, and then you add new loot. The contest modifier, I think, gives them a lot of freedom. The only reason I don't want them to do that is because I think it still is better to go back to the King's Fall philosophy of design hard first, scale back the mechanics for normal. You have two versions of the raid, two loot pulls. Bing, bang, boom, done. Ship it like that would be better than just using contest modifier because I really don't want to keep giving a bungee a pass on this. I don't think end game challenging content philosophy I don't think is good when it's just delta. I don't think that's good enough. I think Kingsfall and Wrath were significantly better representations of normal to hard and then challenge mode was like a cherry on top. Thrally, how many drops should activities reward, especially with Reckoning, Iron Banner, etc., having no intentionality in Nightfalls requiring different times? Iron Banner should drop a piece of gear every single time. They should add bounties to Iron Banner, similar to Ada's bounty, so after like two or three games of Iron Banner, you get a guaranteed drop. It enables you to get those drops with more intentionality. Um, we've already talked about like Reckoning needs a complete overhaul and the rest, but, but I will say that Iron Banner specifically felt atrociously bad after running Menagerie. I'm telling you, Menagerie just indicts the rest of the content. It just makes it all look so stingy. Even even when they take away multi-chest runs, it still makes the rest of the content look really stingy. Famous. Yule X. What do you think about them adding a rune for specific activities like Reckoning or the Raids so you can try to get more rolls? Either that or let me trade. Because like right now... When I go into my chalice, I've been going for gauntlets, and I have 33 runes of joy, 29 rune of the beast, 32 rune of jubilation. It'd be great if I could go exchange these for a currency to get what I want. Rune of ambition, 37. Rune of gluttony, 35. I would love it if all of a sudden... In like two weeks, they said, hey, we added a currency exchange at Werner this late in the season. We think it'd be okay to let you kind of trade in, you know, five runes for a rune of your choice, you know, or trade in five runes for a coin. And then you just use that coin to get a rune of your choice, make it a little bit more simplified. Like you could just go to the, the rune stack and be like, boom, 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 boom. And you get your four or five coins and then you go and you buy whatever you want. So Studley. How differently do you think the season would be if the chess glitch never existed? Shouldn't we just be happy we got four weeks of it instead of asking for a happy medium? One chest is fine by me. I mean this in the nicest way possible. I don't give a frick if one chest is fine by you. The community liked it, and a compromise is sensible. Like, it just is sensible. You know, like, this just, you just sound like that dad that's like, you should be happy you even have food on the table. And they're like, but dad, you're making broccoli and turkey loaf every night. Can you p- make something else, please? You know, you should just be glad. You know, it's like, I mean, come on. It, the, the community loved it. It was a little extreme. Let's go for a compromise. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think, studly, I, you know, as nicely as I can say this, I just feel like this is very finger-wagging. Like, you, you should just be thankful you got it for four weeks it's like get your finger out of my face man we liked it don't take it away or if you're gonna take it away at least do a compromise meet us in the middle here you know Captain McFly with 15 months welcome back so 
I, yeah, this is just a little too finger waggy. I, if you if you are okay with it, that's fine. But when the community on Reddit, on on Twitter, on YouTube, on Twitch, on the forums, when they're all saying the same thing, hey, come on, don't take this away. I think Bungie should say, okay, hang on a minute. We're getting the, we're getting a pretty strong consensus from the community here. Maybe maybe we should be maybe we should find a middle ground here. You know, now the initial part of your question, how the season have been going if the chest never existed? Do you want to know what would have happened? I'm fairly confident that people would have gotten good to God rolls on the shotgun and the hand cannon and the sniper. And then they'd have been done. Nobody, nobody would have been going for a God roll on armor at one per drop. There's no freaking way they had gotten, they had gotten a, 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 an Austringer with the roll they would have gotten two perks not four, two perks that they like with the masterwork that they wanted, range with Outlaw and 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 what is it, Rampage, or like opening shot and range finder and it would have been done you know so uh, to me I don't think, I don't think people and, th- and that's part of the problem right is the glitch exposed a folly in the reward structure of the game right now it's virtually impossible to get the armor you want with the rolls that you want it's virtually impossible even with the glitch even with the glitch it's almost impossible like today and yesterday trying to get enhanced hand cannon reloader with heavy ammo finder frick sake it's never gonna happen and I'm using the glitch I'm using the glitch and it's never gonna happen like the glitch is exposing a flaw. So rather than be like, hey, bank error in your favor, why don't you admit that your reward structure in the game has sucked up to this point and and meet us in the middle? Just meet us in the middle, though. Tends to be a bunch of entitled millennials, too. I don't think so, no. When I read posts on Reddit or the comments on Twitter or my YouTube, I don't see whiny, entitled millennials. That, that, that... That's becoming a tired and overused criticism anyway. I see people being sensible and saying, here's the math, here's how many runs I've gone, here's how long it took me just to get one god roll, and they're saying, I think that the reward structure is fine. Like, I see very sensible and logical arguments being made about the reward structure and the frequency of drops in Destiny. I don't see whiny millennials being like, give me everything I want. I see people being like, dude, I... Even with the glitch, even with the glitch, I can't get what I want, right? Valiant says, here's what kills me. What's the worst that would happen if people managed to farm a full set of God roll gear? Would it break the game or make content trivial? No, precisely. Valiant's right. Like, even if somebody actually managed to shoot the moon and got all God roll guns and all the rolls they want, full armor set, number one, do you think they're going to be like, well, game's dumb, I'm out of here. No, they'll probably jump to another play another character or they'll be like dude that was satisfying look how many boxes i checked look at my loadout look at how dope i look right look at how amazing i am that was satisfying and that person is anomalous there's there's almost nobody right now sitting on a full set with all the rolls they want and god rolls on all the guns that person doesn't even exist right now 
And even if they did, even if they did, they somehow shot the freaking moon. They'd be like, that was satisfying. I like that. Sign me up for more of that. Who says sign me up for more of that when it's stingy and it sucks? Look at the 1K voices. People just lose. They just don't care. Look at the anarchy. I just stopped caring. Look at Anthem. If you want an example of people that are like too stingy, I'm out. You know? Look at the the really long Reddit post by the guy who was behind the loot 2.0 system for Diablo 3 and said, being generous actually has the opposite effect. It makes people play more. And this is such a good phrase from the, from what it was a GDC presentation made by the guys behind the loot 2.0 system in Diablo. And they said, people went from saying, I'm just trying to get that item to saying, I want, I'm trying to get a good version of that item. And that's the ticket because people would have been like, dude, I finally got a rampage outlaw Ostringer. And because in their mind, it's like, I finally got the item. Instead, what have been people saying? What have people been saying for the past couple of weeks? Dude, I'm so close. This is so close to the god roll. Oh my gosh. I I got I've gotta get this god roll. I'm just gonna keep going for it. The the sentimentality is why this is such an important conversation. If you're like, this is fine by me, people should just have been happy with what they got. I don't think you understand the larger discussion that's actually happening right now. This is the path forward. This is how you get people to play all day and night. This is why people are like, you patch this, I'm done. I'm not going to play it. Right now, they're in there all day. Why? It does something to you, man. It's it's the loot explosion. It's like in Borderlands, you kill that boss and boom, all the stuff pops out and you comb over it all. That is far more winsome and addicting than being stingy. Being stingy worked in D1. They have to jettison that philosophy, though. We're not in Destiny 1 anymore. Other games have come out. Sentimentalities have changed. People think differently about loot farming now. You can't dial in three chances for a fate bringer. <laughs> come back next week, sucker. And then, you know, you're a month to two months to three months before you see your fate bringer before you see your vex i gave up on the fate bringer i didn't get fate bringer until house of wolves i was just like dude forget it forget it right so this is a larger discussion about loot philosophy and incentivizing engagement and that's why i think a compromise is so important instead of just saying we're slamming the door shut I don't think people are overreacting and being spoiled millennials. I think people are saying, Dadgummit, Bungie. Destiny 2 has been in such a bad state. I was playing all day every day. Why would you do this? Right? Like, I'm actually hooked again. That's why people are so upset. Uh, Guy with gun. If they were to switch back to primary, special, and power and remove tractor cannon. What? Uh, And then allow all guns to roll with kinetic and elemental. Would that be enough to deepen the loot pool? I why take tractor cannon away but I already made a pretty substantive argument for why this needs to happen so you're saying if they would do what I recommended would that be enough to deepen the loot pool it wouldn't deepen the loot pool automatically but it would give them a good framework to deepen the loot pool legendary trace rifles moving swords up to the energy slot all of a sudden you can have really different elemental builds on primaries and not just constantly if you're constantly searching for Rampage Outlaw, Rampage Outlaw, Rampage Outlaw, that's just damage-based. Elemental-based would be fun. There could be really, really good elemental rolls on primaries that could potentially be as strong as a damage-based weapon like Midnight Coup, and then you would feel like you're using something that's different and fun and worthy of chase. 
Shin Shin Manai says Manais says, what do you think about them changing the loot pool for menagerie weapons and shadow keep, aside from opulent gear, to get people still interested in running? Okay, so this is attached to a larger discussion about like recycling content, because I think they should repurpose the forge from curse. I think they should repurpose escalation protocol and blind well. And people are like, recycled content. So I, this is a tough place to be because I think never repurposing the content is a greater sin than recycling it. Also, the Infinite Forest. That's another one. You know, we, we had the Verdant Forest with the Verdant Forest and we had the Haunted Forest. Great repurposing, right? But those were free events, so people were less likely to be critical. If you pay for the content and it's reskinned or recycled, that's when people get real grumpy and real complainy. But again, to me, I think the greater sin is to look at the Forge Grinding Curse or Escalation Protocol or the Infinite Forest or Blind Well and be like, nah, leave that on the shelf. Don't ever repurpose it. What? Why? Because here's what ends up happening. Here's what ends up happening. Right now, you've already run Menagerie so many times, it's become the subtext of your loot grind and you're not having a new and fresh experience. So when you argue against them not recycling content, what you're actually arguing for is like a week of something feeling fresh and then you're grinding it anyway. So who the frick cares if they repurpose Blind Well or Escalation Protocol and they put a bunch of new dope loot in there? Uh, we've already played that. Right, and a week into Menagerie, you could say the same dadgum thing. Well, we've already played Menagerie. Well, why would I play it again? Because there's loot in there. So, like, we shouldn't be chopping off our nose despite our face. Like, you're really shortchanging what they could pop probably do with the game with respect to giving you tons of loot to chase and tons of containers to do it in by being like, oh, they better not recycle anything. Again, one week into any new content, you're rerunning something that you're already familiar with. Menagerie, the forges in Black Armory, Reckoning in, in, in Drifter. It's all content that after a week ain't new and fresh anymore. So if they could basically be like, oh, hey, here, um, here's the forge from curse infinite forest escalation protocol blind well boom and they drop all this quantity on you uh it's recycled though what the frick man i don't care about that i want new stuff oh okay well let's take all this back off the table then you don't want this here's one activity and it's new and shiny and we're not recycling oh thank you bungie for less there's less content but it's new for like a week Man, let's give that a standing ovation. What an achievement, Destiny community. Good job. Come on. It's it's so painfully obvious that they should be repurposing those old loot loot cycles and those those old those old pieces of content. Why not? There's so much in the game. Like open up your director, okay? Open up your director and tell me with a straight face that they shouldn't be repurposing a lot of the sectors of the game. So many things in the game, so many planets, adventures, lost sectors, so many containers, and you just want to leave them behind so you can have a week of like that new car smell. I think the transmission of value, new car smell, that transmission of value, right? That transmission of value, new car smell is just pales in comparison to what they could do if they repurposed all those those containers. It just pales. 
new car smell ain't good enough to justify leaving all that content on the shelf. People, The same people who complain about recycling are the ones asking for old raids back. Well, no, not necessarily, wristbands. No, I disagree with that. I disagree with that. A lot of the people that want to have the old raids brought back, I think would agree with me about bringing back and repurposing a lot of those old things. Do you think Elemental Primaries will ever return? I would love it. I think the weapon system is weird right now. There's a ton of Elemental Primaries in the energy slot, and there's like a handful of kinetic secondaries. It's a confused and muddled weapon system that needs to be simplified and be given a far more sensible structure than it has right now. Um, Caltech 4. Do you think the community would find one drop from Menagerie really rewarding if there had never been a glitch? Yes, because this is what people would have said. Okay, let's be honest about something here. If there was no glitch, do you want to know what people would have said? They'd be like, this is great. I don't have to go back to the tower. I can pick the masterwork on the gun. They'd be like, this is like an upgraded version of Ada's bounties, because essentially that's what it is. Right? So... I think that people would have been they would have seen it for what it was. This is a more efficient farm than Ada's bounties. Oh uh, yeah, and I can pick my armor. Oh man, look at this. Three powerfuls this week. I can pick the exact items that I need. Holy frick, this is great for my leveling. Oh my gosh. This is so much better on the weapons. Right? I can pick the masterwork. Oh, this is dope. This is better. This is better than than Ada's bounties. Well, Unfortunately, they let the cat out of the bag. And again, the glitch is exposing a flaw in some of the design of Destiny. You cannot efficiently farm for the roles that you want on the armor that you want. You just can't freaking do it. Most people are probably wearing gauntlets and a helmet and a chest piece that just drop somewhere with a role that they like. They didn't really farm for it. You don't really, you're never been emboldened in power to do it. Uh, Cruxley. After the Menagerie chest patch, do you think simply adding additional chests at the end of Heroic would increase player engagement? You can't leave the match made out, 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 of, out in the cold. Please skip already answered. Well, kind of not though. I don't want to leave normal out in the cold. So you're pr- you're you're kind of in line with my suggestion. 3 guaranteed in normal, 2 extra potentials in heroic so you can maximize heroic to get 5. I think would be a good a good compromise. Belden. Narratively speaking, do you think Destiny's story has to come uh, end eventually or if not should they? I don't really care if they end it. I don't think they have to. Uh, Dark Taco. Hey, Lono, do you think Lumina will influence pinnacle content like Comp, Gambit Prime, Shattered Throne, and the Raids? Cheers, brother. No idea. Um, I could definitely see Trials if it came back and there were Trials carries. I could definitely see strategies emerging of like, just shoot me. <laughs> just shoot me and I'll run in. But I don't think you get it. You gotta get kills to proc it, don't you? Like, I don't think you can just can shoot your teammates out of the gate. You gotta get a kill to earn the right to buff and heal your teammates. So, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. It's execution in PvP is probably going to be weird. Um, We don't know how the perk works yet. I'm pretty sure we do. There was a description somewhere that was like, you get a kill that creates an orb that when you pick up, you pick up the orb and then can shoot your teammates with that thing. And it buffs them and heals them. I just feel like it's probably going to show up a whole lot more in PvE. Dog Redrum. 
Lono, do you think the upcoming changes to gear and perks will see more diversity promoted in Guardians mixing and matching gear? Also, will the change allow Bungie to focus on making dope gear and weapons? Well, yeah, I would hope so. I would hope you would be able to, you know, have more diversity and mix and match and, and wear a bunch of stuff and feel awesome and not, and Bungie would then feel empowered to like add more perks and stronger perks and better stuff so that I have a reason to leave behind old gear and I have a reason to chase the new gear. Mr. Patpuck, do you think Bungie are saving hard mode prestige mode raids uh, for Solstice if heroes are not adding hard mode raids? I mean, who knows? Again, they could do it with a contest modifier. I don't know if they're holding on to it, though. Train, what do you think of running the heroic version and not getting any rewards to drop? I've ran 15 times, no ship, no sword. Drop doesn't seem worth it. Thanks for all you do. Heroic mode doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't. Menagerie lands, everyone's just confetti in the air amazing they're like here's heroic they're like oh what's heroic um really punishing modifiers extinguish and sucky reward structure you're like what the frick what happened at the very least the the sword should be having a high drop rate and then there should be another reason to run it i it just heroic is such a tack on i don't get it it doesn't even make any sense if this is their way to experiment with like, do people like heroic, you know, versions of content? Should we bring bring back prestige and heroic? This is a terrible way to test it, because the rewards are ho hum, their drop rate abysmal, and beyond that, you're like, it isn't that fun. It's just a delta with punishing modifiers and extinguish. It just it isn't even that fun. So right, normal menagerie just continues to stand as the hero on the battlefield. More cat, probably asked already. Would the rune economy really allow us to grind the menagerie to the point of loot economy break? I ground menagerie for four hours yesterday, and yes, I got most of the rolls I want, but there are still some elusive ones. Wouldn't runes still force us to engage with the rest of the game? Well, yeah, because I'm getting to the end of my my ability to grind for gauntlets. I'm running out. I've got like three left, or maybe none at all. And I ran out of the the one to turn them into recovery gauntlets, and they were going to be resilient gauntlets. Vermidian. Do you think Bungie should add a heroic prestige version of every raid in the fall? That'd be awesome. Contest modifiers could certainly let them do it, and then random rolls on all the weapons. That'd be dope. Oslik Prime. How upset is the community going to be when we spent three months grinding Menagerie to get perfect gear, and then year three makes it useless or less useful? I mean, if it makes it less useful and the new gear is more appealing and you complain about that, then what the frick game are you playing? Here, we'll give you your way. Uh, Menagerie gear is still the best, but we added a bunch of new gear and we got new aspirational content and there's no reason to run it because we gave you your way. Like, I just feel like the loot pool always has to move forward and if not, you're just going to be stuck in this cycle of, of a shrugged shoulder, who cares? The grind of today should not under undercut and hurt the grind of tomorrow. Lono for president, 2020, right? Like, the grind of today should not be hurting the grind of tomorrow. Like, if you spend a ton of time grinding for perfect rolls and perfect gear in, in Season of Opulence, and then in two months, you know, Shadowkeep lands, you don't want to be like, well... All my hard work in July, I mean, really, really just made September kind of suck. There's nothing here for me. Like, that just doesn't make any sense to me. 
There should always be a new carrot. There should always be a new thing. That's the way loot pursuit games work. And if we give you your way, you're going to be like, investment today hurts future future incentive. Investment today is hurting future in- incentive. It just is. It's, y- you know, and Eugene's saying this exact concern is the reason why I skipped opulence. I don't understand that mentality. It that That doesn't make any sense to me. 21 months from Nifty Biscuit. Thank you. I like Destiny. I but I don't want to play Destiny because if my grind of if my grind for loot now isn't permanent and forever and there's like I never want new loot to be added that's better. That doesn't make any sense to me at all. You grind now, you get the god rolls, you feel awesome, you feel powerful, you're quicker and faster at running the routes because your gear's stronger, you're killing the ads, you're killing the bosses. I got my swarm with, you know, spike nades, I've been using it ever since. And if in September, they come out with a new grenade launcher, or they come out with a new hand cannon, and it's better, stronger, or got more stuff, what the frick, I'm gonna grind for that too. But tagging out of the game because like, well, they might add stuff in September that's going to be better. Well, are you going to do the same thing in September? Dude, all this dope loot, man. Shadow keeps awesome. But I'm sure in January or December, they're going to do a new season with new stuff, with better stuff, with cooler stuff. So I'm just not going to play. Are you for for infinitude in perpetuity? Are you just never going to play Destiny again? Right? Because they could always add something stronger. They could always add something better. Whatever you grind for in September is potentially not going to be as good as whatever they land in January and December or April or June or July or a year later. Oh, frick this, dude. King's Fall and Taken King. More than likely, all this stuff will be outclassed or there'll be better loot in Rise of Iron a year from now, so I'm not gonna play. I just, I do not understand that sentimentality of like, but what's the whole point of grinding if the gear is not as good in six months? What? You're playing. You're getting cool stuff. I just, that's it. That's what the game is. You... Like, it, it's illogical. I want good stuff to chase. Okay, here you go. But I never want this stuff to be outclassed. Uh, wait, what? So you want good stuff to chase, but then in the future, you, you don't want good stuff to chase. Because if there's good stuff to chase in the future, then the good stuff to chase now is not as good, and it's sullied, and it's not as, it's not as awesome. So give me good stuff to chase, but, don't, don't, but then don't give me good stuff to chase in the future, because I want good stuff to chase now. And if there's good stuff to chase in the future, there's no reason to chase the good stuff now, because the good stuff now is going to be outclassed by the good stuff then, so I, I don't really want good stuff. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. Now, Eugene is saying the game is going through a complete overhaul. Well, sure, but you can still play now and get pinnacle stuff and have fun. And if you're not having fun, then don't play. I'm not trying to argue you into having fun, but it just doesn't make any sense. It just doesn't make any sense. It's like there's always, always going to be potentially stronger gear in the future to unseat what you grinded for now. That's what the game is. It's what Destiny is supposed to be. It's a loot pursuit game. You're pursuing loot. You're pursuing loot. That, that's why that's, that, there's got to be moments where we let stuff go. There's got to be moments where we leave stuff behind because if not, what the frick is the point? If it's only a lateral upgrade. 
it just that 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 mentality is just it's it's acid it's it's dissolving on the solvency of future content every MMO moves you forward and you chase new stuff. World of Warcraft works that way. Like, that's just the way that it goes. When I reset my playthrough of Borderlands, I don't continue to use my level 50 unkept herald. I start getting other stuff. That's the way these games work. And this idea that you should be, you know, in perpetuity, always using your Midnight Coup and your Ikelos or whatever, and like, like never ever ever having anything unseat those things i just that logic doesn't land on these type of games it doesn't it hurts them it hurts them out of your cold dead hands you're gonna go to your grave with your with your year one gear and you're gonna you're just and you're just slowly dragging the game under the water you've got to let them add more stuff so this is my hope for september I hope they add guns and armor that makes me go, Ostringer, no way. Ikelos, get out of here. No way. My god roll swarm, <laughs> see ya. There's a cooler thing over there. There's a cooler grenade launcher over there. I hope they do that. If I spend the next two weeks trying to get, or the next week trying to get a god roll pair of gauntlets for my, my hunter, you know, enhanced hand cannon reloader and, and heavy ammo finder. And then in September, I'm like, holy frick, the armor system's completely different. This armor is dope. I'm going to chase that armor and I'm not going to be upset at all. And I kind of feel like most people are going to take on the same mentality. You just, I don't know. If you're motivated by loot, you that that kind of has to always be the undergirding current of the game is that you're motivated by the loot. And you dissolve that motivation and incentive when you when you don't want them to add stronger stuff. Now, Eugene's mentality is a little bit more thought out. Eugene's like, you know what? I don't really want to invest a bunch of time right now in the old system. There's a new system coming that's going to be more exciting and more fun to dive into fresh. His sentimentality is fine. He's a little bit more thoughtful than the, than the, than the people that I'm kind of interacting with. There's there's people that genuinely are like, no. I never want anything I grinded for to ever be unseated. I always want to be able to infuse it. I always want to be able to take it up. You better not make it weaker. You better not leave it behind. You never. You better not, or as this question posits, make it less useful. There are people that don't want that. And I just don't think that is good for the game or the future of the game. You have to let the game breathe and, and, and soar away from its past. Every, every six months, that's got to happen. That's just the nature of the game. That's the nature of a loot pursuit game. C. Morton. Do you think that allowing us to reroll masterwork perks like in year one would help weapon farming outside of the menagerie? Being able to choose the masterwork perk in addition to the chest was a major reason I kept farming for a god roll Ostringer instead of getting a good enough roll. I don't know about rerolling masterwork perks. Um... I think if it's just masterwork, I'm okay with it. And this is a great reason to take enhancement cores out of infusion and give them another purpose in the game. Enhancing perks or rerolling a masterwork with enhancement cores would be a great, great pivot away so that enhancement cores then make sense as an end game capstone currency that is less frequent and requires intentional grind. It's not attached to infusion. Um, rerolling the rolls, no. Rerolling the masterwork perk, I'm okay with that. 
if I could go on to my 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 warden's law and just re-roll the masterwork to, to, to range instead of stability and you make it costly that's totally fine that's not going to hurt anything re-rolling the perks I think is problematic re-rolling the masterwork is just not Leaving loot behind is fine when there's a system overhaul, but not when the game isn't evolving. Well, I mean, yeah, we gotta wait and see what's going on in September. You've, you've gotta be you've gotta be doing more than just leave it behind. Oh, okay, what's the new hand cannon? Well, it's basically a midnight coup, but uh, <laughs> this one goes up higher. <laughs> like it's this volume knob goes to eleven. And you're like, but you're just making me replace my midnight coup. I still think that's the better of two evils. I'd rather them do that than let you keep your midnight coup, but I understand why people would look at that and be like, it's still a lateral upgrade, Lono. You're just, you're trading one for the other. Yeah, but still, you've got to create vacancies in my loadout or I'm never going to really feel that drive to grind. G Lemons. Should Eris come back as a vendor and have bounties? I think she's going to be an NPC on the moon, probably. And Saladino. I don't think it's been asked, but do you think that patching the chest would be a great idea to the activity? I mean, they can put the chest after every encounter... Well, that wouldn't work. I've already answered this question 10 times over, and you've been here for the whole discussion, so I don't know why you submitted this question, but I, having one chest at the end of every encounter would make everybody slow walk the, the run. You would basically kill the boss and hide, let time run out, get a chest. Six chests before you get to the boss. And that's a terrible way to run this. If you, run a, if you run an encounter perfectly, you're only going to do two encounters before the boss, which means you'd only get two chests, which means you'd want to slow walk it, which would be stupid. Or what Davey McDave face is saying. People would do the first activity and leave. They'd pull the anthem strat. They'd be like, yep, got the first encounter, bye, and they'd leave. Although with load screens and matchmaking, it might not be as efficient. Evil the Waffler. A little bit off topic, but last night I soloed the Shattered Throne and I used a scout almost the whole time. If you tried soloing Throne, personally, I want more content like that to help scouts. Building content for one weapon type I think is a bad idea. The fact that scouts are good in Shattered Throne doesn't necessarily mean the content was built for scouts. You can go in there with a hand cannon and a pulse rifle or even a bow and do just as fine. I don't think Bungie needs to go into the, the, the dry erase board and say, let's start building content for scouts. I think they just need to make scouts either stronger or more versatile. I think having them hip fire like an auto rifle would be really, really helpful. It's a scout rifle, so fire mode changes would be helpful. Effective range and damage changes would be helpful. Bring them bring them forward. They're not versatile. They don't land on 90% of the game. Um, so uh, I, I just don't think they land. Making actual missions for scouts I think is a mistake. I think making scouts themselves line up to the versatility and the agility of the content. If I could run up on enemies and and hip fire it like an auto rifle and then aim down sight for distance, that would be worth it. Cuz even if you buff scouts, I still think a lot of the content would you'd be frustrated because they just they wouldn't really land on the agility and the close proximity of so much of the enemies. They would still feel odd. Megusta says, how do you feel about this weapon system the past few seasons where weapons are divided? Certain weapons from Menagerie, certain weapons from the Raid. I mean, this was better than Scourge, but I do think Raids need their own weapon pool. 
and I think a really, really easy way to have their own weapon pool is four weapons for normal and four weapons for heroic. And even if heroic is just a contest modifier, so it's a delta the whole time, I'm fine with that. It'd be a really great way to give us six runs of the raid each week and have eight weapons instead of four. Because there's seven in the menagerie and there's just, again, a really barren weapon pool in the raid. And then you gotta make the perks better. Like, the guns just aren't... They kind of suck. They're just not very good. I should never be able to say a raid gun sucks. That's just kind of a weird sentence in general. Aspirational endgame content that requires a six-man team to synergize and cooperate and communicate, and my reward is a piece of junk. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, Killer Cam Cam with three months. Welcome back. That's a blue badge. Curse Kane, I might have missed your 32-month sub a little while ago. Thank you. Hmong Light says I just jumped back in since last October I've been enjoying the grind without the menagerie grind with the player population crash be enough to show Bungie this fix is bad Mm. I definitely think that player engagement will go down and I think Bungie monitors that but I wonder I wonder how many casuals don't pay attention and just keep playing. The you know, the real real question is how much pain will the will the will the matchmaking and the engagement feel when they monitor that, right? When they monitor that, I think that's where they're going to make their decision. Um Oh, I skipped a question. Scout rifles and snipers are non-existent in PvE. Do you think they need a damage buff or encounters? Yeah, I mean, that was the same question as the one I just answered. It's about scouts and snipers. Don't make content for the weapons. Make the weapons line up with what we're doing. Uh, Chulu with nine months of subs. Thank you. Uh, Benja. In yesterday's PC Gamer article, Bungie said, I think even in the game today at the studio, there's a broad acknowledgement that strikes aren't as valuable as they could be. Not enough reason to play them. And so my question is, at the point, at this point, do you think Bungie need to merge Nightfalls and Strikes into one activity with the rewards and the score system and the Nightfalls, but also replayability? I think daily missions, Strikes, and Nightfalls is a good spectrum, but the rewards need to land on them. So daily should be for currency, Strikes should be for leveling, once you're max level, I don't know what you would do fill your coffers with max level gear maybe because it would be a really good farm for stuff that's at your power level that would need to change that because presently that doesn't happen you get 730 legendaries um and then and then I would say that nightfalls the need matchmaking yes why the frick not at this point matchmaking for menagerie but not for nightfalls get the frick real um and if you do nightfalls with matchmaking, you just have a you, they just carry over the same modifiers from strikes. You can't use your card. You can't use your card. Uh, nightfall should just drop the weapon, the unique item every time. So, uh, Uncle Drew, eight months. Don't reach, young blood. Thank you so much, dude. Always great. Never disappoint. How's the family? Family's great, dude. Doing well. Evil the Waffler. I don't understand why Bungie doesn't embrace the changing of the meta and every season it changes. To me, it makes more sense and fun to keep changing and chasing different stuff. What are your thoughts if they did that? They kind of already do that. So, Clay Tonks. How do you feel about the introduction of consumables that grant a buff but disable another feature? I'm thinking about the relic in D1 that gave double grenades, but it took your super. 
Oh, I don't know, man. I don't know. I, this stuff can get really problematic because they're either not helpful at all or they're too helpful. I don't know if we need to start adding relics that let you do stuff like that. Now, there are, as far as I know, they're coming back and you can like build them the way you want. We'll have to wait and see what they do. There is something coming to the game that's like an artifact, but we don't, we haven't really, uh, we haven't really seen exactly what they're going to add. You got to be careful though. You could do too much. Crusty old tube sock with a constant debate between casuals and hardcore players. Do you think that it would be viable if they created two separate servers? One centered around higher drop rates for more casual gameplay, better thing those with less time while having a secondary server with more standardized drop rates for those that prefer the grind. I don't know if you actually read this and thought about it beyond like it sounds like oh yeah this would be great no one would go to the low drop rates even the hardcore players would say if I'm grinding for three hours I'm gonna go where the drop rates are higher (laughs) come on bro now if the drop rates were lower but there's a high probability of getting like curated roles or something I don't know I just don't think anybody would do that nobody um, and as, as Sampai or Sampi is saying how to split your player base and kill your game 101, you don't really ever want to split up the funnels of players. Having a full funnel for matchmade activities is vital to the health and success of a game. Oh, there's nobody in my game, but can't get matchmaking. Matchmaking's taking too long. Frick this game. Like, you gotta be really, really careful. Um, and that's why I think Menagerie works so well. Casuals can go in, get a gun, get out. Hardcores go in, day, you know, grind up, you know, they run it and they run it and they run it and they run it. I think, I think Menagerie is a really, really good structure for future content that lands on the spectrum of player. You don't got to split people up. You don't need to split people up. You just need to have split interests. Like, you can go into Menagerie and have very different interests than the guy next to you, but you're both benefiting from being in there together. Commander Tyke, do you think they should make new activities for every destination and put bounties and vendors in those activities? Well, yeah. You're kind of asking me, should they put more stuff in the game? Well, yeah, they should. I would love there to be seasonal rewards on all the NPCs. I've outlined that in a lot of other uh, talks. Hey, JD. Have you seen the inconsistency if you get survival, heavy, or mobile armor? It's not really a plus two, but more like a random number of stats. Oh, I've not looked at that, so no, I don't really have any commentary on that. I've not looked at it. R. Tyler Lynn. Do you think Bungie is making weapons like the Lumina to push towards deeper RPG mechanics? They have been against deep roles for the classes, but weapons can be used by any class. I mean, maybe. Maybe, man. I don't know. They they definitely want to go deeper. I don't think the Lumina is, is really... A step down that pathway. The Lumina sounds really contextual. Thrally, would you ever think about old guns staying below a certain power level? Like all non-opulence gear can go to 725 till Shadow Keep, and then to max would require guns for each weapon type. I, it needs to be. I think every year some like stuff should just get left behind with respect to infusion. Uh, Thog Redrum, Loney, do you think with the upcoming changes to the Eververse? And Bright Dust, does this give Bungie the ability to focus on making more ornaments and dope shaders? Well, yes. I, but we'll always have to wait and see, though. 
because I'm more likely to buy ornaments, especially knowing like if I buy this dope helmet ornament, I can always have it. No matter what helmet I get, no matter what role I get, no matter where the helmet comes from, I can make it look like this. I'm far more likely to spend money in your in your your vanity store. Uh, no, somebody in chat is saying Noseworthy does not want casuals to play the game. He said, "Let's not worry about Joe Walmart, like someone who buys GTA and one and and one and one other game. We don't want to be that one other game. That person doesn't want Destiny. They're not going to marry Destiny." the way we want players to marry it, you know? I think he's talking about people that play infrequently, right? So I think we need to be careful here. Casuals play the game frequently, but the amount of hours they put in are lower, right? You can be a quote-unquote casual and play every night for an hour or two, and you're only going to get in you know, 10 or 12 hours a week. I'm going to hit that almost in a day. I'm going to put in a day what you put in in a week. Well, you're a casual, but you're not the guy that he's describing, right? If you're playing frequently, but you're playing for shorter periods of time, you're a casual, but it doesn't mean they don't care about you. Now, they may not cater the game to you, but as long as they're putting in stuff like the Menagerie that you can go in and play and feel like it's worth your time and it's respecting your time, even though you can only play for a few hours a night, then I think that's fine. I think what he's saying is is if somebody's buying GTA and Destiny, they're primarily playing GTA and they're just like, every once in a while, they're picking up right they're picking up destiny he's like we don't really want that we're not really catering to that person oh you what you play once a week every other week you can't build destiny for that guy this is a quote that he was picking on this quote was from picking an identity for destiny 2 to move forward says john okay so here's the quote are we a triple-a blockbuster retail game or walmart diet halo wow with guns we've been tossing this around for a long time we want to pick a corner and stand on it let's not worry about joe walmart like someone who buys gta and one other game we don't want to be that one other game that person doesn't want destiny they're not going to marry destiny the way we want players to marry destiny right like that's really really helpful context like noseworthy is basically saying if we own our identity then people will fall in love and marry the game and this is their game that they play when you own your identity that's what people do and that's what they're trying to really establish is this is the type of game that destiny is so when you're like i kind of play destiny every once in a while you know they're not building the game for you and that's good you know Destiny isn't your take a break from other games games. Exactly. Destiny is the game that you take a break from, not the game that you go to when you're taking a break. Does that make sense? It's like you you play Destiny and then you get to maybe a point where you take a break from Destiny. You're, you're not taking a break from your main game and playing Destiny. It just doesn't work that way. If your main game is GTA, if your main game is Diablo or you know path of exile you're not like taking a break and they're like oh i'll play destiny for a little bit it just isn't that like that's why he uses the term marry they want you to feel like married to the game this is your daily engaged game this is your hobby 
they're leaning into lanes that will fuel, feed, and more establish your hobby, and you can't really play a game like this in in the in a super casual way. You can be a casual hobbyist though, right? If you're playing every night or every other night, but you only can play for a few hours, you might be considered a quote-unquote casual, but you're a casual hobbyist. If you're if you're putting in daily or every other day engagement, you're 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 a hobbyist, okay? But your hours of your hours of investment is and that's why I've always said casuals and hardcores love the game equally, which is why we all argue with the same level of passion. Sure, you put in 10 hours a week and this guy puts in 10 hours a day. You actually both love the game equally and that's why your passion is at the same fever pitch. But if you're playing the game every other week, then they can't build a freaking game like this for you. That's impossible. Um, Arctic Spartan. Taking Krusty's question um, and changing it, do you think a mode where newer players can play and they have higher drop chances of old exotics so they aren't locked out of activities because they don't have a two-year exotic? They don't need a mode. You just adjust their RNG. You should just look at a at a a brand new player who comes in with new light. I mean, they should be getting year one exotics like it's nothing. Right? Here's a prime. Oh, here's a graviton lance. Here's a prime. Oh, hey, look at that. There's a tractor cannon. You see what I'm saying? Like, there's no reason to be withholding. This is actually a really, really important question, though. Faded ingrams once a week, that's not enough. I think the old exotics should be dropping very frequently for players who come in through new light. Because, dude, if you go into that exotic list, holy frickin' moly, there is so many exotics at this point. And there's only a couple that people really are going to want you to have. Luna Factions, Tractor Cannon, you know, Orpheus Rig, stuff like that. So with the sheer quantity, you got to be careful that those people don't feel like they're never going to get them. So I would think old exotics should just have a really high drop rate for people. And generally speaking, I think that's kind of how it works anyway. I feel like when you're missing year one exotics, exotics kind of drop a lot for those people. So... Darkwing LGD, would you like to see Bungie implement a make your own shader? I've already outlined this idea many, many times. I think this should be tied to clans. You should be able to make a clan shader and a clan emblem that is influenced by the way that you design your flag. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Sorry, I clicked the wrong thing in the spreadsheet. Red Rum, last question for me. Do you think Bungie would be better off making lots of exotics or just legendaries? Especially because a lot of them feel underwhelming. They can make easier changes to adjust them and promote them for the diversity. I want to see pinnacle weapons that start to pull from exotics that don't get any use. I want to see a legendary pulse rifle that fires like the Graviton Lance and it has cosmology on it and you you grind. That's a pinnacle weapon. Um, I, th- I think that needs to happen. A lot of them. A lot of them. I think they need to just turn into pinnacles. And you can even make it clear that they're, they're, you know, it's inspired by its parent weapon, which is the Graviton Lance. Uh, Melmsy. Besides raids, is there a better way to grind for exotics? I've got a decent legendary gear. I've got virtually no exotics. There's no farm right now that's going to award you exotics other than killing 
lots of like I think whatever drops primes can also drop exotics so I would say what is it like lost sectors are probably pretty good for that farm um I don't know there's not really an exotic farm my man or guinea or or Ginny. this has probably been answered before what is your stance on Bungie not adding to the world loot pool of legendaries I see them adding a new set for every iron banner uh, I don't think they struggle with adding items I would especially love to see them continually add new designs especially when we're getting transmog I think the NPCs on the planets are one of the most untapped pieces of potential in the game and I've been saying that since December of 2017 so in December of this year It'll be two full years of me banging on that drum. The planetary NPCs are completely untapped. They should have seasonal ornaments, seasonal ghosts and ships and sparrows, and you grind them every season for those dope things, and then they could have seasonal ornaments. You get a full set, you get benefits on their planet when you're wearing that full set, and then ornaments each season can change the way that their set looks. Um... I just I'm I'm really really confused by why they haven't used those NPCs yet. Maybe they're saving them for this upcoming, you know, new injection. What do you think has the best PVP and PVE class? Hunters. Hunters are insane in both PVP and PVE. And right behind them, I would say probably warlocks. Titans are really strong in PvP. They're not bad at all, but they suck in endgame PvE. Titans are weak as frick in endgame PvE. Um, hunters are amazing in both. Hunters have great builds for virtually all three of their... They, you can have a strong arc, solar, and void build for PvE. They're dope. You can have strong arc, solar, and void builds for PvP. I mean, they're just, they're really, really strong. Now, Warlocks kind of outshine them with well, but Tether is really, really strong and great with rigs. So, I would, I would, I would say Hunters are the most versatile right now. Very, very versatile. Um, so... By the way, if you're new to the stream and you've never been here before and you're enjoying this content, make sure you hit the follow button. That's the heart button. That's a free and easy way to support what I do. That's how you talk in the chat. That's how you submit the questions. I stream every day. Lots of Destiny. Lots of great discussions like this. We will be jumping into the reset to check out the Lumina quest, so don't go anywhere. we got a couple of questions left. R. Tyler Lynn. Do you think leaning more into a traditional RPG playstyle of tank support and DPS would work in Destiny moving forward? I want them to do this with every attunement. I should be able to go to Way of a Thousand Cuts and change Knife Trick, change my Blade Barrage, change all that stuff. Some of them should be about survival, some of them should be about tank, and some of them should be about DPS. If you did that with every attunement, gave each attunement a DPS tank or or, or support theme to drill down in, that would be awesome. I would love it. If you think about the way you do it in Elder Scrolls Online, right? You pick an ability and then you drill down into that ability and you augment it. You could do something similar in this. Like three versions of knife trick. What if there was a knife trick that you could throw it really, really fast and it added a burning effect? And that was kind of considered a support role, right? What if you did a knife trick that showed up less often, but when you got a kill, it proc healing? 
and made you resistant to damage for a little bit. That's your tank build. And then your DPS build would be Knife Trick throws one giant sword or something, or it's a sword, It's or if, or if you literally swing like a sword that slices the enemy and debuffs them and adds a bleed. So there's three versions of Knife Trick right there that would that would look very differently depending on how you wanted to play. Support, tank, or DPS. There you go. You know, or you can just have where you hit your buddies with, with knife trick and it heals them. If you did that with every attunement, you could really take each class like really, really far. Uh Koskan says, what's your stance on SRL returning in the future? You think about a true open worlds instead of transitioning. Well, the only way you're going to get a true open world uh, is um, only way you're going to get a true open world is by going to dedicated servers. And then beyond that, you would need, I would think, um, you need dedicated servers for that. SRL returning, there's no reason for that at all. No reason. We don't need it. It's not worth the development time. Sorry. Uh, A.L. Acris. Just joined stream. Sorry, a question we asked. Do you believe Opulence has got it right, having learned from the past two seasons? Yes. But they just got to get the perk pool right. They got to get the loot pool right. Because if you're going to be really, really rewarding... Um, so, if, they're, if it's going to be really, really rewarding, then you got to have a perk pool and, a, and, a, and the depth of loot pool to sustain that. Because if you're going to start raining loot on me, you're going to have to have a lot of diversity in the weapons and the perk pool, or I'm going to get the god rolls too quickly. Now, I think armor proves that, right? Armor is really hard to get the roll that you want. So, the loot generosity of the chalice is totally fine. But for a lot of the community, getting a god roll on a hand cannon or a shotgun is easy for them because they're only looking for two perks. So, we just we need a little bit more perks on guns. I think armor's in a great place. A little bit more on armor that they're talking about with intelligence, uh, discipline, and strength coming back. And then, if you have that level of generosity, I think it'd be totally fine. I think that loot pool would would line up with that level of generosity. 100%. 100% would. So, we're going to transition to reset and we're going to do the Lumina quest. We're going to jump right into it. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch my streams live, twitch.tv slash say no to rage. As with all of my content, I appreciate you listening and watching. Please like, share, and subscribe.